Well, hello everybody, how are you doing? And welcome to this week's podcast edition of Your Manchester. I'm Belinda Scandal and I'm joined by Brandon McCaffrey. Say hello. Hello. I'm also joined by Chuckle Butty himself, Dale Wingbottom. Hello. Jerry, how are you doing? I'm very, very good, thank you. We've got a marvellous show lined up featuring a plethora of guests. Yes, indeed. On the show today is... We have Sharissa Valentine talking about Forgotten Voices. We've got Victoria Scon. We've got Judy Prenger. We've got Caroline Whitehead, and we've got the one and only Joe Britton, so stick around, enjoy yourself, only on Your Manchester! Legends go, Brandon. I tell you, she's hey. a lot bigger than you. She's because she's, she's she is literally, <laughs> and she's here now for you. She is. Please welcome Victoria Scott. I mean, you're looking fantastic. It's just just normal day wear for you, is it? Well, it's a little bit spooky for me, actually. I've tried, I've tried. You, oh, you no. look amazing. How's it all been for you? I mean, obviously, when was when was the UK version filmed? When did it start filming? Years ago, it feels like. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's been amazing. Um, lots has happened since then, but it, yeah, the response has been incredible. Um, my short-lived moments there, as you said, you know, I've scone, but I've not. Yes. Forgotten. And how is the knee? Is the knee okay? It's much better now, thank you. Yes, it's had uh, lots and lots of physiotherapy. That's fantastic. So does that mean then that you'll be in the next season? Well, you know as much as I do at this moment. Uh, what Ruth said, uh, <laughs> that's that's very true. Out. Victoria's gone. That, that's literally all I know for now. So yeah. Well, I'd, I'd like to. Th- I'm sure, obviously, because you've had you've had quite the reception. Obviously, um, you were the first ever um, Abfab, the Ab first ever female-born uh, person who's been on the show, <laughs> and that's incredible. Like you've, you've got such a platform. I love that you used Abfab for that. Thank you. Um, and it's Ab-fab. incredible. I, have you, did you expect such a response from the the community? Oh, God, no. I prepared myself for the very, very worst, actually. Um, but yeah, it was overwhelmingly positive. I think I expected uh, a relatively positive uh, response from the, like, the queer community and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, within the scene. Because, you know, this isn't a new thing, really, for uh, the majority of the queer community. You know, I didn't invent the art of doing drag for women. We've no. been doing it for years and years and years, but I just happened to be the first to go on a little TV show called RuPaul's Drag Race. But yeah, I was apprehensive for what the, the general public would think. That, but so you know about then to turn your hand to the world of uh, Disney, I believe, then doing something quite special for us in the next few weeks. Uh, perhaps tell us a little bit more about that. Yes, so we're going on tour in, a, in about a week's time for Halloween. Uh, so that'll be nice. Club Kids. Uh, and you can get your tickets at clubkids.co.uk. And because you're listening to me today, I've got a treat for you. You can get 20% off with code Disney2020, which is very confusing because it's the year 2021. So God knows why it's 2020, but it is. It's Disney2020. <laughs> um, and we are with you on the 20th of October. So only a week or so away, if that. And what can, we, what can we expect from that show then? So I am playing the part of Evil Queen from Snow White. Oh, oh. nice. Yes. I nabbed that role very quickly. <laughs> I've said it before. I said it in my Meet the Queens that I wanted to play an Evil Queen. And here we are, before even <laughs> Panther season has arrived. <laughs> the villains always get the best crack at the whip anyway, oh, don't they? Do. 
all the best characters are villains, yeah. Some people have only seen this like campy side of me, so you know, gonna entertain mm -hmm. my dark side, but it's still gonna be camp. It's always camp. So what kind of songs can we expect to see? Because Evil Queen doesn't really have many genuine songs that are well known throughout the films. What kind of things we can expect from you then? Yeah, well I'll give you some like hints and clues. So it's gonna be, you know, lots of maybe a bit about poison and uh, mm -hmm. like maybe mirrors and uh, spells. Yes, it's going to be interpretive. It's going to be in the style of Evil Queen. Absolutely. And then what's what's next for you after this? Then after you've done your stint as a as a Disney villain, what what was where'd you go then? What do you do? I'm going on tour. I'm going on my solo tour. January. <laughs> uh, that was a lovely segue there. Thank you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I am in you on the twelfth of January. You're in me. Well, I'm glad to know because do you know what? I never get a warning. <laughs> I'll be at the back of the queue. Um, <laughs> 12th of January, uh, Jam Packed is the, the tour name. Victoria's mm -hmm. Jam Packed. And that's also the club kids. You can get tickets there. There's no there's no offer on that one yet because it's selling quite well, dears, I must tell you. <laughs> I could imagine that yeah, would sell quite so. well, yes. I mean, it's you all over. What What's your inspiration for the type of drag that you do then? I think Panto, really. Uh, I've been Panto <laughs> since I was a young age, so I think that's heavily influenced me. But definitely sort of old drag, traditional showgirl, bastard drag, really, if I'm allowed mm, to say Yes, that. <laughs> you can say what you want on Absolutely. this programme. Because I'd say, even from what we've seen on the show, you've got what I always thought the first two seasons didn't have as much, is you've got the British drag, you know, Back in, half a bit of mascara going, right, we got a show to do. And I think you absolutely bring that out whenever you perform. So I'm, I'm excited for this solo show. Great. It's going to be good. Um, it's just fantastic what you're doing. And from the from the drag community, I don't know if you can tell, uh, from the, shut it, from the drag community, um, it actually is a pleasure. I am. This is what Rita Fairclough looks like in the daytime. Yes, That's indeed. Right. It's an absolute pleasure to see what you're doing. And I really hope that you do come back in the next season, mm -hmm. just as strong as you were right at the very beginning. But please don't do anything else that's going to damage your knee, will you, please? please don't, because a lot of people want to see what else you're going to do. Exactly. Victoria's gone. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Don't write a letter when you want to leave and take that look off your face. Are all titles of songs from this wonderful play coming to the Lowry between the 19th to the 23rd of October? To tell us more about it, the star of that show, Jodie Plunger. I am doing grand. How are you doing? You all right? I'm all right. I mean, this is a show and a half, isn't it? It might only be one act, but it's you and you only follow one act. I know. You're, st you're stuck with me for 20-odd songs. I mean, what, <laughs> what sort of night out is that? But they're quite no, amazing songs, aren't they? Oh, they're beautiful. Joking apart, they really are beautiful. I mean, yeah. there's the time on a Sunday, take that look off your face. But I, I love there's a, a song called Cap Teeth and Caesar Salad. Love that song. Love yeah, it. It's cracking, that Get one. It's this. cracking. Caftan. Caftan. Oh, very good. Now, you're playing the character Emma. Perhaps tell us a little about, a bit about the character Emma. Oh, she's a, she's a troubled soul. She's a troubled soul in the way that she has... She goes away to America and... She, she kind of meets these men that literally half of them I want to slap senseless. And she is, it's kind of her trials and tribulation with life. And, and, and God love her. She's, she's a Mills and Boone. She's like me. And she kind of, she fights through and, and she sings lots of lovely songs. And she finally realizes they're a bunch of not very nice. Like the flamboyants. Oh God, I'm, I'm turned into one of those people I hate. You know, there's people, there's actresses, you know, it's all about the art, all about the art, darling. 
But it is though, because you I mean you must feel passionate enough to take on a role like this, and you you must be very excited when you get offered a role like this. I mean, you've had some mega mega roles, haven't you? I've been lucky. It's been I have been so grateful, and it's been lovely to pay, play so many different roles. Uh, Miss Hannigan, One Man Two Governors, oh, Helen in Taste of Honey, Shirley Van. Valentine, love that role so much. Hushy by Mountain at Hope Mill. This, yeah, I am very, very lucky to kind of continue working. I'm surprised they had me back half the time. <laughs> I suppose I want to ask, is there a favourite one of them roles that you've played? Oh, I think roles are like children. You can't really tell them which is your favourite, but we all know which it is. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's you know there's always there's always there's always kind of parts that you play in in every show and it's it's the memories and it's the fact I call them families but they are your show families and it's the people that you take yeah. away with you for life you know it's it's quite special to have that the lyrics by Don Black I mean then just must be a sheer joy to to, to speak and sing massively uh, do you know what i said he's the only man that walks this planet that i'd never like to play a game of scrabble against he's just he'd always know he'd always win he'd always win he is the loveliest man and he is just a beautiful talent so just singing his lyrics are just it's just lovely it's glorious so then it's on from the 19th to 23rd over at the Lowry. why should people this is the hard sell bit now why yeah. should people come and watch this glorious show because if they don't, you just sat at home doing nothing. And we've been through enough doing nothing. Let's do something. <laughs> oh, it's know, not it's a... take that look off your face. It's, it's not take that look off your face. It's take that arse off your seat. Come on. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm definitely going to come and see this. Because, well, because it's, it's an early night, so you can you can come and enjoy yourself, and then you can you can pop back out and carry on with your night, and you've still had a glorious night. So it works well. There's a lot of one act shows at the moment, isn't it? Why why do you think that's that's yeah. like a trend at the moment? I, th I think it's something that we've got used to. I think it's something that people feel safe with. I think we're going, and we, it's almost like kind of having two nights in one. And, and, and I think that trend will continue, and it's, it's good. I think. Our attention spans are much shorter, and that's due to the lovely land of face cloth, and I can't tell you what I call the other ones. But the um, yeah, I just yeah, it's what we used to. So I think that will continue as a massive trend for a very long time. Have you lost your mojo? I've lost my mojo. Do you need to get your mojo back? I do need my mojo. Well, then I know just the person. This is Joe Britton. First of all, I want to ask before we get into the topic here, mm -hmm. how do you go about helping people? What's the, what's the trick there? What do you mean? Help? It, it's just a natural thing. You it's... spot people who want a bit of help. Mm -hmm. Maybe they don't really realise it, but I'm just naturally like that. Do you find that people are a bit coy about coming to you for help? They can be. Some people are quite shy at times. But actually, since I've been working with you guys as well, yes. my goodness, so many people reaching out through Instagram and Facebook. That's so what we like to amazing. hear. It is amazing. The city talks, isn't it? it yeah, is, it is. Most the definitely. City comes to talk, look at that, look now, that. We've brought you in today to talk about uh, a subject. What subject are we talking about today? Well, this has been going on for quite a little while now. Pandemic hangover. Oh, what's, what's this? Is that? So, you know, at the minute, if you're feeling... I'm talking to a lot of people at the moment who, despite the fact that we're getting back to a bit of normalcy, mm -hmm. they're feeling a bit... Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, like, 
a bit more anxious about doing things again for the first time, you know, like getting public transport, Mm -hmm. going back into the office. Yeah. And the mojo is draining. The thing is, with this pandemic hangover, it's not like we've had the big party, have we? No, either? no, it's, no. you didn't get the night before. You've you, just no, got the day you've after. just got the day after. And that day after, it's like the longest hangover on record, I think. So well. how do people deal with their pandemic hangover then? So it's all, I'm all about, so you know I'm all about mojo. Yeah, and your mojo is your energy and your motivation and your enthusiasm and your ability to bounce back and get back from setbacks and just keep being productive and healthy. And... There's a method to it, actually, as well. So mm. Mojo's the word, but Absolutely. actually Mojo's a method as well, and it stands for things. So are you up for a bit of participation? Oh, go on, oh, yeah. go on. I love Why that not? Why not? Now, you guys don't look, like, particularly stressed or anxious. I've got a very good face. It's an hour later than what I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, what would you like us well, to do? Well, there's a starting point for anybody that's feeling a bit stressed or a bit anxious. Yeah. Give your body a 30-second vigorous shake. So we're going to do oh, it. Okay, okay right. Let's Things might right. fall out. But we're gonna <laughs> <laughs> and also I hope you're secure. Good, right, good belly laugh at the same time oh, as really? well. Oh, okay. Doing. Yeah. This, this last time me and him laughed, it didn't, it didn't stop. Okay, are you ready? Here we go, then. So what should we do? What should we do? Just shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it it off. Like the tenderest. Shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. So if you do that whenever you're feeling anxious or stressed, it dissipates that emotion, so energy in motion. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, if you see a wild animal and they've been under threat, and if you watch them afterwards, when that threat goes away, they'll shake their body up. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's exactly the same. Like a wet dog. Like a (laughs) wet dog. Oh, it's push <laughs> put an analogy next to yourself. I was sat next to you. Oh, I was being pointed towards you. <laughs> right, so that's so a gone. good first starting yeah. point. But often as well, we're feeling when we're feeling anxious, it's our imagination network going in overdrive. It is, isn't it? Yeah, right? definitely. And I have a little character for this. Right. And it's Frankenstein. Oh. Frankenstein in my brain runs amok. And Frankenstein's a life-saving gift when right. we need him. So yeah. when our life's really under threat, like there's a car hurtling towards us and we need to mobilise and get out of the way, yeah. we want Frankenstein, right? right? But in everyday circumstances, like thoughts that we might have, yeah. he activates inappropriately and we want to calm him down a little bit. So if we don't, we're running in a stress response all the mm. time and it doesn't yeah. feel good. So that's when you might feel like you've got um, a racy heart or your body's feeling tense and stuff. So one way, or well, a couple of ways to calm him down, what the brain likes is stability and predictability. Mm. Okay. So if you orientate your thinking to all your basic resources being met and you tick the boxes for the brain. So I've got shelter and a roof over my head in this moment. I've yeah. got access to food and water. The brain goes, oh, tick, tick, tick. Rationalising. Yeah. 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 And when you do that, you calm him down, and then you can activate your inner Einstein genius. So he's my other character, and he lives in your prefrontal cortex, the front part of your brain yeah. that you really need to be calm, to problem solve, to get creative, all our best human being qualities. So to activate him... What he likes is curiosity, novelty, and humour. Mm-hmm. So any time to do that, once you're in a calm state, think of something funny, speak to a funny mate, you know, 
watch your Manchester TV. Well, why not? We'd cheer you up any day of the week. <laughs> Absolutely. So all that kind of stuff's like really good for like calming the brain and starting to get your mojo back. Yeah. And M in mojo is your motivation. Yeah. So when you get up in the morning, it's a neurological process and your brain decides whether it's going to move away from threat or towards reward. Yeah. And loads of people mm. think you have to be motivated, you know, to get stuff done. But yeah. the reverse is true. If you just take a bit of action, yeah. you're going to kickstart your motivation. Yeah. I love the sound Doesn't of all it that. Doesn't such a big thing. It can just be. But you made it sound very, very there. simple. So perhaps if we all just simplify life a little bit. And I think that's the key. And the other thing is, we don't learn this stuff. I never no. learned this stuff at school. Mm-hmm. You don't learn it. No. It's only when you lose your mojo, like I did at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah. that I started learning all of this stuff to help me get my mojo back. And if people want more advice from you, people will come to your Instagram or is, yeah, come yeah. follow me on Instagram, yeah. joebritton.mojo. Yeah. My direct messages are always open for everybody. Yeah. So don't be afraid to reach out. Let's connect. If I can help as many, I'm on mission mojo just to help as many people as possible. That is a mission. Absolutely. It's a mission. And a we want you back. Much. So you're going to have to come back, I'm afraid. I'm come back live. I love that. If you're going to give me more audience participation, I'm here for I've it. I've got more I'm of those, you know. It. Next time, I've got some more for you. See, I come up all over that. For now, though, Joe Britton, thank you very, thank very, you very much. much Joe. Well, as part of Black History Month, we've sent our Caroline out every week to find some wonderful people to speak to. This gentleman's called Wayne Bennett. He's a legend, and we caught up with him for The Whited Files. And I am stood almost on top of the world with Wayne Bennett. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Caroline. Well, this is See Me, Be Me, Black History Month special. So I, wanna, I want you to talk to me about how you started, what you're doing now. Okay? okay, because he is an, a networker extraordinaire. So tell us what your position is now. Um, well, I'm part owner and director of a technology recruitment firm in um, Nutsford called Fairmont Recruitment. I've been with him since November of last year. I left a, a big corporate uh, recruitment agency of nine years as associate director there, business director. Um, more because I wanted to be an owner or part owner of a business that I'm helping to build rather than making uh, you know, a lot of the business for another big corporate. So it's a very big thing for me, especially with having a family and being a kind of role model to them that they can go out there and build a business. They can go out there and be part of the business. It's a massive passion for me um, from the gender and equality and the kind of um, making sure that we're getting a, a, a very um, equal view of the world when we're dealing with technology and organisations. Your shoulders are broader than you make out (laughs) and the reason why I say your shoulders are broader than you make out is you are the oldest of ten. Ten children. So See Me Be Me is a bit wider than that. Oh, um, I have six sisters and three brothers and we grew up in Manchester when it was clusters you know, as people would have classed it as Gunchester back then. It was a real, real mm. massive time. So to be able to survive that and not get involved in that and, and see through that um, and get my first um, opportunity within a recruitment agency who the, the, the managing director of the business was actually from Manchester, actually went to the same school I went to, Burnish High School, to realise where I'd come from and gave me that opportunity. And it's very much about my passion, my enthusiasm for technology and coming out and seeing some of the companies that I'd, I'd walked past in my youth mm. to be able to go in there and enjoy it and talk to them about technology. Um, so for my brothers to see that, that I'd, I'd went on the training courses, I went to college, I learned word processing, typewriting, uh, I learned how to understand computing and networking, to see that 
I could progress out of what people would have destined the channel for me mm -hmm. to go um, into recruitment and to see me doing interviews and um, going out to big, big expo events and talking with, you know, high-level prof professionals. Mm. That was a big inspiration for them. This guy has been nominated for the Northern Power Women Agent of Change, and I think that's fantastic. Yes, um, just you know, you're just today. taking it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a bit um, surprised. Um, like I said, I, I do a lot of the things because I genuinely enjoy the industry. I genuinely enjoy trying to influence people to see. Because I, I built a team at a previous company. I built it. It was very diverse. It had every type of gender um, individual in it. And I seen how that looked when we were coming up with ideas, how we were beating the competition just through teamwork. Yeah. And, and diversity and I think that's why it resonated with me last week at the expo where um, one of the individuals was talking about making sure that we're, we're looking at every culture and, and, and the, the lens is becoming very wide yeah. so we, we're, we're capturing other people's feelings and, and how they how they see how they see the future so mm. um, yes for, for me it's a, it's a massive massive thing so what next for you because looking at you giving something back I think mentoring young people of all ethnicities, I think to see you stood there, quite smart, can I say, <laughs> once again, looking sharp, I try, um, I try. you know, mentoring young people, that'd be a fantastic step for you to give something back. Oh, I think one of, one of my, my, my father, Gorosi Soul, he passed away many years ago, one of the things he did was he used to work with um, children and mm. youth and young offenders and things like that, and that was always a dream of mine. Um, and the kind of technology recruitment kind of took me that way. But one of my dreams is still to be able to um, get involved in that. And I, I was on a board earlier this year, um, an organisation, again, I don't know if I can mention him, Acacia uh, Training, who work with the government to provide grants to get young people into the digital industry, into nursing and things like that. So I wanted that experience of working with an organisation that works with the government to be able to, in a future time, talk with those individuals with regards to getting that kind of help back into our community. And that was a great opportunity via Burn, which is Black United oh. Representation Network, and a great organisation that is creating a leadership pipeline for black professionals in Manchester. And that oh. was an opportunity that you got yeah, with so them. I want to thank yourself and Burn for giving me that opportunity. That was, a, it was an amazing opportunity. It was a dream, mm. um, especially with... You know the organisation with last year and, and the progression I wanted to do, and bring, bring in or give me that opportunity to get to them mm -hmm. um, with, with yourself and that guidance was absolutely amazing. And I, and I can only, you know, genuinely every time I, I see their post on LinkedIn, I want to thank you and them for giving me that opportunity. And I, I still in, I'm still in contact with them, and I still, you know, reached out to them if there's anybody I think they can help. It's been fantastic. You went to Burnage High School. Yes. Oasis went to Burnage High School. It's Black History Month. Don't look back in anger. Next on, we've got an incredible woman, Sharissa Valentine. She's worked in the industry day in, day out, and here she's to speak to us about her new play, Forgotten Voices. What exactly is Forgotten Voices? So Forgotten Voices is a one-woman show, mm -hmm. and it's inspired by the life of Eva Moorhead Kadali. And she was an amazing human. Yeah. She was an activist from South Africa, and she fought tirelessly against racism mm -hmm. and for equality. 
and her life has ups and downs and it's all actually it's not all shown because actually no. we couldn't quite get it all in <laughs> david moorehead i know bless but david moorehead who is the fantastic writer mm-hmm. and is also eva's grandson he wrote it um and basically we find eva at a crossroads in her life and okay. it's kind of she's in turmoil to do this or does she do that heart saying do one thing but head saying doing another so yeah we see her on a personal journey going through her life very nice so definitely obviously as david as her grandson it definitely is surely a story that comes from the heart then oh yeah incredibly and for you it's a very different kind of role i'm sure (laughs) than anything you've played before uh now we know she's a south african woman Mm -hmm. uh can we expect an accent with that yes oh we can oh fantastic can (laughs) we we get a sneak peek into the accent? I've not done my warm-up. I've I've got a warm-up to do. (laughs) Oh, you know, I'm one of those. No, they're happy with the accent. Mm -hmm. Um, I think sometimes when you you do an accent, you have to stay true to her. Absolutely. um, But also it's for English audiences as well. So we've kind of diluted it a little bit. A little bit, because obviously certain dialects and things are harder to understand for English audiences. And this one is Zulu. Oh, Zulu. Oh, right. Okay, that really is very specific. (laughs) So obviously because it's a true story Mm. uh, and you're playing this person who who was real, she was alive Mm. at... How did that affect creating this character almost? Yeah, that did take it to another level, especially mm-hmm. when you're you're in the rehearsal room and you have this a certain amount of sensitivity Absolutely. towards it. Plus, because David is in the room and he is, he, he, he is her grandmother. Uh, my grandmother would never have done that. Thankfully, he's never said that to me, which is all good. <laughs> which is all good. But it's been great because the process is, if there's been a question and I'm sort mm-hmm. of thinking, I wonder if she's thinking this at this point. Or da, da, da. David usually goes, actually, at this moment, you know, I've got this fact yeah, that can help. That can help. So that. it's been remarkable. It's really it great to have that kind of sensation in the room as you're doing it. Yeah. So with it being obviously during Black History Month and being yeah. during that, how do you think people are going to react to seeing this kind of story? Do you think it's going to connect really well to what you're wanting to put out there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's such an important story that I think most people will want to hear. Yeah. Eva was, she was a remarkable woman. What she achieved in her life just before, you know, where the, the moment of the play where we yeah. get to, everything before that is just, it's mind blowing. And that's only mm-hmm. half of it. So, I know so much more to say. It should be made into a film. Oh, right, well, right. We're going to get the film right. So, let's go, let's go. Let's do it. So, where can people expect to find it? What dates is it on? So, it's on at the wonderful Hope Mill Theatre mm-hmm. in Manchester. We've got Monday the 18th and also Tuesday the 19th at 6pm and 8pm on the Tuesday. Fantastic. So there's three shows in total. There is actually Monday is sold out. Oh, so you have only got two shows to be able to catch this one last time. That's right. So anything else you'd like to say about it quickly then? No, it's just an amazing play. People need to come and book and and watch. They will be thoroughly entertained. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, (laughs) Sharice. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, we promised you a good show. Have you enjoyed yourself, Dale? Oh, I've loved it. What about you, Brandon? Oh, I've had a great time. Hock so have I. It's been absolutely amazing, everybody. So make sure you check out next week's programme of Your Manchester, only on Your Your Manchester. Manchester!